that's us, man. <laughs> exactly. So Words to live by. I love that so much. <laughs> Welcome to Third Side. Navigating popular culture by Black Flame. I totally fucked that video up. <laughs> I didn't have it queued up Should in the right be. spot. <sighs> You'll have to excuse me. Here, let me try it. No, I'm not going to try it. Um, <laughs> that was a Wonka quote. Entirely, I don't know, coincidental? We, we have a theory. John, you want to float this theory before we... Oh, yeah, my name's Adam Campbell. My name's John Shaw, and yours isn't. <laughs> you want to... Before we dive into the show really quick, you want to toss the theory that we were speaking to our guest to just before we went live right now? What, which one was that? We were about, about yeah, that's true. That's, sorry, let me let me frame this thing up for you, Gene Wilder. How we were just speaking to this last week. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to talk about him. Uh, he's very personal to me, of course. Everyone knows my favorite movie and all that crap. But uh, it's tough to talk about him, like you were saying, about a week and a half after all the everyone else has been talking about him. So yeah. how much do we say? You know, that hasn't been said already. Well, I did want to bring up that. We had brought it up to the, the tonight's guest, and not a couple days later he died. So I think maybe we have to be guest, careful. Wait, let me just get this straight. Our guest didn't die. No, no, no. Oh. Okay, thank you. That <laughs> our guest is fucking dead. Ah, we're we're on weekend burning him into the show. He's just gonna be propped up. No, uh, yeah, it, it's just odd that we, you know, we start this show and it's featuring a quote from one of our favorite movies featuring this really wonderful actor, and then Pop goes the weasel and motherfucker has to die on us. No, it, it did suck, and I don't really want to talk about it because we had already heard everyone talk about it. But uh, good man, he's gonna be remembered. Good stuff. Good, good legacy of films, really. Um, so, John, hey, how about you tell us about our guest this week? Tell us uh, what we're gonna be talking about. There's not much I can say about him that everyone does not already know. I think there's a few Our secrets. Our guest this week is Magister of the Church of Satan, Dr. Bob Johnson. Yeah, let's get some uh, round of applause. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little late on soundboard. How's it going, Dr. Bob? I'm good. Welcome to uh, Matt's Gargoyle here. In, uh, <laughs> this is uh, the home of old Nick and... The Satanic Warlock, and uh, welcome, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be on your show, and I'm not dead. So no. <laughs> He's alive! <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate your time. We know you have tons of projects, um, one of which we'll probably you know, have come in and out of discussion because of the discussion. But, John, what are we talking about? Did you already uh, cue that up? Yeah, this week we're talking about the evolution of women sex and porn and who better to talk mm. about this with than bob johnson oh baby you, yeah. you hit all the, the hot buttons that i talked about <laughs> <Sure. laughs> women's sex and porn it's a good thing you know some people would think it's odd that we don't have a woman on to talk about women's sex and porn but really women didn't have rights a hundred years ago so since we're talking about the evolution of women who better than men to talk about it and right. you're right you're right and you know you have to preface this whole thing by saying probably the the audience we're speaking to now which i'm assuming includes a lot of our beautiful witches oh, are yeah. much more savvy about this whole topic than we'll ever be so you know let's let's put that right on the table <laughs> these, these girls know what what's going on and they use their wiles and and all of their magic to to twist us around their fingers despite what we think yeah and even when we're aware of it, kind of dig it. 
We like it. We like I it. I dig it. It turns us on. You the know, original topic of the show to, uh, today was the evolution of women, sex, porn, and scatology. But Bob's like, <laughs> that was the last part. I was really hoping we could squeeze that in. Or maybe yeah, out. Squeeze it out. You're getting friends too, John. All right. Well, let's let's dive into it head first. <laughs> I want to throw in some more poop jokes, but I'm going to refrain. Um, <laughs> uh, Bob, what do you think? How how is the portrayal of women in popular culture and porn really? I mean, this is I mean, this is the industry that you were very successful in and still are, right? Mm-hmm. How has it changed? With the porn industry itself? Is well, it... let's say the portrayal of women in the porn industry. Well, you know, we, we have to harken back to this is a, a much larger uh, topic and, and a subject that really needs to be have a, hours of discussion upon it, its own. But yeah. you know, back in the 60s when Dr. LeVay identified the over-feminization of women, in the decades that followed, this has created a, a zeitgeist of guys, especially millennials, who have felt less than manly, mm-hmm. and, and you know, with, and with the with the feminist push against this, and you see it in popular culture and TV. You know, men are always portrayed as clowns and dumbasses who don't know what they're doing. This is all kind of seeped into men's brains, especially younger men. Um, it it really gave rise to the whole. PUA, the pickup artist phenomena that's been around for the last 10, 15 years where men are dying for information on how how to act with women, how to date women, how to score with women. You know, why is this dearth of of innate knowledge that men are supposed to have? You know, we are in fact the hunters and we should, we should know this stuff just instinctively. But we don't. And again, this over-feminization has caused a situation where men now look at women differently and the politically correctness and I, and I have to say the nauseating polit- political correctness <laughs> of society has also created a, a feeling where men are afraid to approach women the way they used to and they, this was the long roundabout answer to your question Adam it comes to uh, the conclusion that you know how they've changed in our our minds. Well, they really haven't changed. Women have not changed. You know, men's reaction to the overfeminization has changed the feelings and the approach that men are, are dealing with today. So that's that's part one of this whole thing. That's the big broad-based general discussion that that needs to be put on the table. As, nice. as far as pornography goes, mm-hmm. well, you know, the internet obviously ha- has changed the whole face of pornography in, in the last 20 years like nothing else. The technology yeah. is crushed it. It's free. You can get all you want. You can get every type, every manifestation of porn that you can think of is out there. But what, what it has done... Where do we go to get that, Bob? <laughs> in, in your drawer underneath your... Yeah, right there. <laughs> Keep it down. Thank you. The drawer after all this talk. Yeah, there's <laughs> a bulge in the way. I don't... Yeah, no, I, I, I want to go back really quick if I can to um, 
the changing, the fact that you just said women haven't changed? Do you think their sensibilities have changed? Because there was really an era where, I don't know if you want to refer to it as like a Victorian moral compass for the culture and the time that perpetuated even, you know, a hundred years ago that women needed to be subdued and quiet and you know you had naughty photographs but it certainly wasn't common for women um to pose in those and and just i mean just go in high school for example when you're a kid you know there's always that girl that's pointed out as a slut because maybe she hung out with the boys more than the other girls there's there's definitely a sensibility the connection that women have in society to portraying themselves sexually that I think it has really changed, right? I mean, it's much more... Oh, is it just the pervasiveness of it? it it's not changed. I mean, it, it's just the cosmetics have changed. I mean, women are, are still still portray themselves as being sexy regardless of, you know, yeah. their, their, the societal mores. You know, and that changes over decades. And I've been around enough decades to see it change <laughs> from one thing to another to another to another. Right. Uh, let me let me backtrack a little bit and reconnect this whole idea of feminization of men with pornography because it it has far-reaching effect. Okay. What what the internet has done has oversaturated the libidos of men, especially young men. You mm -hmm. know, with this constant and always available. Uh, visual stimulation, representation of every kind of sexual act you could think of has created something in, in men's minds where they see that as the norm. And frankly, they don't get turned on much anymore by real physical contact unless it's playing into one of those particular fantasies. Uh, you know, you, you take, for example, uh, there's an article in Vanity Fair about about tinder and and how easy it is to hook up nowadays well that's also and men in their 20s because of this are experiencing experiencing erectile dysfunction i mean this is unheard of of men in their 20s uh, 20 30 years ago it just happened so it's a combination of things that's happening in society now yeah that that is you know and I, again I went back to your original question about the the overall effects. Did mm -hmm. I get off track there a bit? I probably did. No, I dig it. It's a conversation. Yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting because it's a real effect that's happening nowadays. I mean, I, I just heard a, a a a survey that was done in in Japan that cited. Uh, Japanese men are not interested in physical relationships because right. all they have, all they need, it's too much of a hassle. You got to like find a girl, then you got to find a girl that likes you, and then you got to take her out and do this dance so that she'll sleep with you. And it's just so much work when if you just log on for 20 minutes, you're good to go a couple times. So like what's the, you know, why, why would you put so much time and energy into something when if it's not a big part of your life, why do it? Just because society used to say so? I mean, it's it's going to affect everything from economy. It's going to affect uh, future social security. It's going to affect um, just population moving forward. And that, that's an interesting. John, what do you think about that? Men not wanting to have relationships and sex as much. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, that's the fun part about it. Uh, physical, a physical touch of, you know, something tangible there. I'm I, 
everyone touches themselves. Um, but that's not as fun. I don't understand what the Japanese are talking about. But then again, we've never understood the Japanese. Um, <laughs> they speak real. I mean, there's no American English coming out of their mouths. I don't get it. <laughs> and, and they can't drive. But well, you know, they, they can't drive and they have no sex drive. I don't know. What <laughs> they, the, the whole porn hentai thing is absolutely blowing up. It's one of the biggest things there is, and that, that's even. Once removed from yeah. regular porn, now it's cartoons, animated porn that they're getting off. <laughs> Not even a real woman. Um, like, I know why this is dangerous. Besides the fact that it's stupid and dangerous, it's it affects. And I I talk about this in in my book, The Satanic Warlock, which mm -hmm. is will be out soon and not by Halloween time. Sweet. Message, shameless plug, huh? <laughs> um, is that this is making men so passive hmm. and so devoid of any type of real confidence because they're not interacting with women like they should be you know they should be out there hunting constantly 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 and that will build confidence and that confidence shows throughs and then frankly they get laid that way yeah so the danger of sitting behind your screen like we are now three losers <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got the girls chained up in the back. <laughs> yeah. I have one there. See, look. See? see yeah. Her? Well, she comes to life. Hold uh, on, let me. Yeah, so, uh, problem in, in a... On oh, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I, I think... Know, I want to touch on something you said before, Bob. You said that, that over the years, how we've looked at women have, have changed. And I, I agree. I used to look at women like this when I was young. Look <laughs> <laughs> at them like this. <laughs> Oh, honestly, honestly, I'll ask you a question. Um, over the years, uh, has your method for seducing women changed as well? Yes and no. I mean, it's everything is age-related, so that's that's one situation you're dealing with women of different age groups. You know, part and parcel of the the pickup movement has been something called the neg, where these guys use a. a a derogatory remark or something that's not flattering to put a woman off guard and make her want you better um, but that's so in, so under 20 oriented uh, it, it's dangerous for anybody over 30 to use it but that's just an illustration of hey baby those tits are hitting the floor yeah well <laughs> you look kind of fat in them jeans yeah well the theory is well I got to show him that I'm better than that, and then he'll like me. Well, it, it doesn't work with anyone. <laughs> but what I was driving at, what was your question again? I'm, I, <laughs> Have your um, methods for seducing women changed? Yeah. What, the seduction techniques are definitely generational. Mm -hmm. And what you would do in your 20s or 30s and 40s is different from your 50s and 60s and 70s and so on and so forth. So in answer to your question, my particular methods, yeah, man, you ain't getting those secrets for free. You gotta read the book. Can I PayPal you? Oh, okay. You gotta read the book. And even and even in the Satanic Warlock, they're not all there. It's just really a primer on on the we, secret artists. We've got uh, we've got somebody in our chat room, Lorkin, who yep. said women have changed. Now they actually want an orgasm. <laughs> they, they and they and they rightfully should. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, any any guy who's not making it happen better check himself and fast. 
Well, you had mentioned something earlier that I think is really important, especially to the, to what we're speaking to now, is that it's it's important for men to continually go out on the hunt. Um, and, and that's how you refine your skills. I mean, you look at any professional basketball player or football player or artist or musician, and they don't just, they're not born with this innate knowledge in, in how to be successful at that activity. They fail, and they fail a lot. And without that opportunity of failure and turning it around the next encounter and turning it into a success, well, you're never going to learn these things, these techniques that you're speaking to. So yeah, we can we can open up uh, tomes like a Satanic Warlock and get some really great primer material. But what's great for one man doesn't always work for the next. And the only way you're going to know that is if you're out there failing. And I, I think what you started to say early on when you were talking about the feminization of, of, well, you know, just masculinity itself, is that we're primed to be coddled instead of, like, it's okay if you're afraid, dear, let me hold you here, rather than putting yourself out there. My, my stepdad would say, oh, you're hurt? Well, go walk it off. You're going to get better. You have to get back out, get back out there, get up on your feet. If you're failing, you have to try again. It doesn't matter if you don't want to do it. You made a commitment to go do it. Whereas a mother, or my mother specifically, I don't want to project, would be like, well, it's okay. You can just you know, stay doing what you're doing. You don't have to meet your commitments, or you don't have to go out and try again. And that's poisonous to masculinity, I think. Well, right. And, and that also, that's a cascading effect that's involved there. Because the more you go out, the more you try, the more you fail, the more you will succeed. And, uh, you know, in the, the popular, uh, I, I mentioned that there, there's a theory about 10,000 hours, that you, mm -hmm. to be expert in anything, you have to have 10,000 hours of practice. But getting back to that, the more you succeed, the more you try, that will build, build your confidence. Your confidence then is the key to further seduction, because if there's anything, and maybe if there are women in the chat room, they might disagree with this, but if there's anything that's sexy about a man, despite his looks, his money, his power, is his confidence. He has to be confident in his own skin, has to know what he wants, and he has to know what he's good at. Those things transcend everything else and make him a major in, in, in the world. Mm -hmm. I think that goes the other way as well. I mean, there's nothing worse than meeting a woman, in my opinion, that has no idea how to come. Like, if she can't orgasm, if she doesn't know how to do it, that drives me fucking crazy. I don't want to, like, okay, I'm going to hold your hand, and I'm going to walk you through it, and I'm going to spend the time to make sure that you get what you want. But it helps if you have a fucking clue first. You don't just walk into a fucking tattoo parlor and say, I want a tattoo, but I don't know. Let's see what happens. No, you have to fucking know what you want. And the same thing with sex. You have to know. I, I don't know why I'm harping on this so much, except that I've had so many bad encounters as a young man because of this. I'm you're just like, I know. You're saying that women don't know what turns them on or gets them on? Early on, yeah. I, early on, I think so. Well, they might, too. They, they might know, but they, sometimes... Or they're embarrassed, yeah. ...problem, too. They don't. They feel weird for telling you what yeah. they like. You know, there's some things that are out there. Some people consider taboo or naughty, too naughty to mention, and and things like that. And sex has become, you know, pretty weird for for women and men to communicate 
the things that they like because they don't want to be thought of as some kind of sexual deviant. Well, you, know, you got to talk about it. You know, yeah. you're in 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 bed with a woman. You're talking about it. You know, does this does this turn you on? Did I hit the right spot? You know, a lot of guys don't even know where the clitoris is. <laughs> What's a clitoris? <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> It's a myth. No. It's a sad commentary, but it's... Yeah. yeah. It's at the end of a rainbow with a pot of gold, I heard. That's what I... I don't know if it's true or not. Um, <laughs> so sad. Well, let, let me ask you guys, um, and I want all of us to respond on this, because I think it's interesting how everyone has different tastes and things, or maybe the same. Um, ideal female body type. Uh, Bob, what's, what's your ideal female body type, and has it changed as you've grown? Um... Ideal would probably be woman on the tall side, usually a brunette, dark eyes, dark hair. I hope my wife is listening. <laughs> that's you, baby. I swear. <laughs> long, long limbed. That's that's the usual, but that's not precluded me from being attracted to other women. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's just you know an ideal that sort of kept going back to. Yeah. But by no means the only type of woman that's that's sexual. There's there are so many different beautiful women. Hmm. What do you think, John? Well, I can answer this. I want to backtrack a little bit to what we were talking about before about, uh, and then I'll come up to my answer. But um, I I think that like because I was thinking about the Japanese for some reason. I don't know why, but I think their problem is, uh, and, and other people's problems in the world where. Porn is just oversaturated, like Bob said. Just it's everywhere, and you see pictures of women just totally, almost nude, with if they have anything on at all. And having that just, you know, bombarded into your brain, you kind of there's nothing left for the imagination anymore. And the imagination is what helps with anything with anything sexual, because your brain is your best sexual organ. Right. So, I want to see a woman that has clothes on. I want to see a woman that has that dress on but it's just a little bit of this or something showing a little bit that gives me my imagination if you get my brain flowing blood starts flowing you know what i mean i don't want to see you naked off the bat because what is that i want to be able to think of this or picture this or imagine this and i want to think of doing things to you i wouldn't do to a farm animal you know that's what <laughs> turns me on so <laughs> but <laughs> i might well no i wouldn't do that <laughs> But, uh, that, I also mentioned this, <laughs> oh. this aspect in in the book, and that's the power of lust. You know, we just think of lust is just oh, I'm I'm crazy in love, but lust is a powerful emotion yeah. that needs to be used and developed. I mean, it's that lust, and I'm talking about the part that goes from being sexually attractive mm -hmm. to getting turned on to going wild, and it's that point where you go wild. In that real lust, that all bets are off, that you're you're going crazy there. Yeah, that's the faith. There's uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> power in that, and you to harness that and use it is is a is an amazing thing. It yeah. But to answer your question really quick, Adam, I know you're gonna yeah. off a, a, a thought. <laughs> Me. Um, I mean, you know, there's different things. Some t one day I, l I like the way a redhead looks, or a, I might like I don't like blondes that much, but sorry, blondes, but. Uh, <laughs> Brunette. I do. I'll take it. Faster skin, just very light. Very, I just love that. But nothing gets me going more than seeing a girl in sweatpants and a, and a, and a loose shirt with a ponytail and glasses on reading a book. Really? Oh, because well, that's she your, has no idea what a werewolf I am. And that's, I can, your, that's your ECI, John. That's what it is. Yeah. 
for some reason, somewhere along the line, that's what clicked with you, and, and there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't mind that, except I, I cannot stand a woman in, in um, sweatpants for some reason. It really drives me nuts. I like being able to see the shape of an ass. I like to be able to see, like, the thickness of a thigh. Like, that shit turns me on. I love that. So, you know, for me... Well, you see that when you rip the sweatpants off, because they're cheap. They're at Walmart for, like, six ninety nine. <laughs> right, that's true. Rip <laughs> I like see, And, and we, we, you, you both touched on this briefly as well, where we are able, and, and this is something that I think we just naturally evolve into as men, to, to see the beauty in... Uh, Every woman, there's always something, whether it's the way their cheekbone curves or the way their hip moves out from their waist or, or whatever it is, a neckline. There's something that you can find in every single woman that, at least for me, is enough to get me going. Um, yeah, be able to recognize that beauty. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. That brought up, uh, I was speaking to Ron Jeremy, porn star. Ron yeah. Jeremy, oh, who? Who was not the best looking guy in the world. I met him. Ugh. Yeah, uh, and I, I asked him once, I was doing an interview for uh, a magazine I was working for, and I asked him, how do you get turned on by so many different types of women? And some, you know, he was having sex with 65-year-old women at the time, and midgets, and all kinds of <laughs> I said, how do you do that? And that's exactly what he said, Adam. He said, there is something beautiful about every woman, and he focused on that particular thing, and that got them all. So yeah, it's 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 incredibly important to be able to. Be, and and here's the other thing is that you know we had done a, a pulling back the screens here really quick for the viewers. And oh, first of all, thanks everyone for such a, a wonderful discussion in the chat room. We're going to be going back to some of those questions here in just a minute. Um, mm -hmm. But pulling back the curtains of the the process of the show, we were doing a video test uh, last week, and we had discussed. Um, um, I have to stop yeah. digressing because I yeah. fucking lost my fucking train of thought. God damn it. Did you spring fart in here? I told it. <laughs> well, let's uh, let, you know what? Let's go. Let's just cut. Well, it let me let me let me finish on the my, my female body type then and maybe it'll come back to me and I'll just okay. shout it out like a fucking crazy person. Um, so I, I like a voluptuous woman. I mean, I, I want to be able to see like a body like I work with a lot of women that I can just look at them and I can say oh well she's beautiful because of this physically beautiful I mean there's other kinds but she's physically beautiful because of this trait or that element or this you know dress or whatever it is how it falls on her on her form I cannot get behind a woman that doesn't have shape like if you're if it's like a 12 year old boy that's not attractive to me I, I have to have like hips thighs ass Calves, arms, breasts, something, so that it doesn't just look like a, a stick. Head. Like it, she has to be breathing. Sometimes, not all the time. That's an ECI thing. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> dead people. Um, I I have to have some curve of something, you know, to let me know that it's actually a woman and and not a man. There, there is another element that transcends body and you know, as men, we're just so visually oriented. That's that takes the cake in most cases yeah. but there is something else and that's energy hmm. a woman has particular amount of energy and we talked about this lust point a little bit before mm -hmm. if a woman goes past that and is a dirty girl <laughs> Elbows. a real dirty girl yeah. that is such a turn on I'll tell you especially if you've been with you know 
a, a lot of women. When you find that girl, <clears throat> that's that's marry her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I dig that a lot. I like what Adrian said. Damn, girl, this is some nice elbows. <laughs> if that's all you got going for you is elbows, <laughs> you're pretty fucked. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I want to ask a couple of uh, the questions that people were asking. Um, yeah, yeah. Laura, Laura says, uh, where does Bob see the future of the porn industry, and could virtual reality play a part? Well, hi, Laura. Well, actually, um, you hit it right on, on the nose. Virtual reality. Hit it right is on the digital cock. Yeah, virtual rea reality is the hottest thing in porn right now. They're making VR movies with the Google headsets and uh, yeah. I forget the other ones, but the, this is the big buzz right now. There are conferences around it and it's what it's allowing people to do. And you know, also what Dr. LeVay said back in the, in the day too was, you know, robotics and artificial humans were, were going to be... Uh, viable sex partners well we're we're taking that first step with virtual with the headsets and now there'll be dildonic devices that will attach to both men and women well if, if already john's got one attached right now yeah there are already apps i mean mobile apps where you could you know attach to a woman's panties and just text her, uh, her an <laughs> orgasm but yeah. uh, getting back to your question the, the future of porn is definitely virtual reality um, the the convergence of technology and 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 uh, visual stimulation vis-a-vis -vis movies or live cams, which I think is the really the exciting part. Like um, this, yeah. So, so Seth uh, in the chat room that definitely answers your question there. Um, he asked pretty much about what Dr. Levay said about artificial companions and how online porn has taken a part of that role. But um, Lorcan asked uh, Bob, do you find it healthy? for married couples to make home porn videos. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It could be fun. It's a turn on. Just uh, don't don't let it out of your sight. <laughs> well, you can always mail it to info at thirdsidenetwork.com. <laughs> I uh, like amateur stuff. <laughs> it's, it's a great turn on. You know, and you have to, you know, women unfortunately sometimes become very body conscious. Especially yeah. when they're being filmed. You know, 99% of the women out there are not porn stars, so they can't compare themselves to that standard. They're real live girls, and we love them that way. So, yeah, make that movie. Show your, your girl, your wife, how much you adore her in that movie, and play it and to turn you on and make it happen. <laughs> it's crazy important to make sure, and this is what I was getting to earlier that I forgot about, um, to make sure you let your women know constantly that you think that they're beautiful because yeah, before they start asking you yeah oh, and it's probably too late if they're asking you um That's right. you have to you, you, there's a reason why throughout history mankind has looked at women as goddesses because they are these amazing creatures that create life and and there is a, a strength in that that some women are able to tap into and that confidence that comes out of that that authority that comes out of it is a massive fucking turn on so I, I think you always have to make sure and, and reinforce them I mean especially um, if you've ever been with a pregnant woman man it, it's it I'm not diminishing what it takes to be pregnant and have a baby but having to deal with that shit is pretty fucking hard too you have to constantly 
constantly tell them how great they are, how beautiful they are. It's, you, you're glowing, baby. I love you so much. And the sex is pretty fucking awesome, too. So, you know. <laughs> you know, Bob, I have a thing. You know how they say uh, life, uh, art imitates life? Mm -hmm. I believe life imitates art. I got a question. Um, do you think porn has changed sex or has sex changed porn? Well, I don't think sex has changed at all. Um, and, you know, porn has affected sex. As I mentioned before, it's desensitized a lot of men to what, what's turning them on. They don't, they don't, they're confusing porn with reality. So I think it's affected sex that way. But sex itself um, is, was, will always be. I mean, it's the, the prime motivator other than survival. So. Yeah. I, th I think uh, porn, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did that answer your question, John? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think porn definitely has changed. <laughs> I mean, looking back to, to you know, when I, the, the early porn that I was watching in the 70s, it's dramatic. It's, it's much more aggressive now. I, I really like, <laughs> I kind of miss old 70s porn because just turning on to any porn website and it's like aggressive women spitting on you and like just like attacking you. And I, I'm just not really down with that. Uh, no, no. What do you guys think about that? It's porn change. It's has gone as far as it could possibly go. I think um, I, you know the, there are certain companies that do extreme anal porn now, and I, I was actually talking with a a proctologist doctor, and they don't call themselves proctologists anymore for some reason. They call, <laughs> them, but there's a there's there's something and I, I don't want to get too gross about it but there there are movies with anal sex where they actually they call it rosebudding okay oh yeah no 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 oh, the prolapsing <laughs> oh, no, well, no. I didn't want to get that clinical it's become so <laughs> I read that uh, it's become so common and I was speaking with this proctologist about it and you know these these poor girls are going to have such physical problems when down the line it's it's uh, it's just unfathomable yeah. they can't do that to yourself so you know yeah porn has gone to the limit I, I don't know what else can be done you know of course nothing illegal but I don't know yeah. what else can be done that's that's not already been done mm. it's, it's wild I can think of a couple of things I do really think that we need to pull back the reins on on that you know I <laughs> hold on a second that'll never happen yeah you're not yeah. going to change. It's always going to be on the internet. As you know, everything is there forever. So Absolutely. Um, John, can I have you uh, take over really quick? I have a, a bit of an emergency popping up real quick. Scatology? Yeah. Okay. I can't change the scene. Don't put it just on me. <laughs> He's got the control of the scene, so we can't even see Bob now. Great. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Great. Look at my mug. Um, no, let's uh, let's go to the chat room because uh, well, there's uh, there's some questions that we have, but I wanted to hit the chat room up really quick. Lorgan said, uh, "I've heard some women uh, consider watching porn a form of cheating." So, what are your thoughts about that? And sorry, we can't see you because Adam changed the scene. Um, yeah, some women do. They they don't want to share their there we go their their fantasy their the the desire for a man for their mate to have a desire for anyone else, but. You know, it's not realistic because everyone fantasizes. Everyone, despite how much you'll, you'll be, you're in love or there's nothing wrong with your primary partner. Everyone fantasizes at some time about 
things that perhaps they're not getting in their relationship or maybe they use it as a bridge to get them somewhere else in your relationship or just to turn you on a little bit more. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's not cheating. I, and I hate that word because I don't even know what it means anymore. You know, it's, you know, I've spoken to many, yeah, I've spoken to many, many women about the whole concept of what cheating is in the digital age, you know, is, and almost all agree it's not so much about watching porn or talking with another woman uh, or even you know having coffee with another another woman as much as the sharing secrets or sharing part of your life with that person or that person sharing with you that's what women don't like they don't like the emotional connection um, it's even gone as far as, you know, and I have a, have a theory about, you know, extramarital affairs and things like that. And, you know, there's the European situation, for lack of a better term. Um, even now it's changing a bit, but 20, 30 years ago, there was the divorce rate in Europe was at 2%. And in the United States, it was 50%. And why that was, and why that is to an extent now, is because men had mistresses, because most men are dogs, like it or not, agree with it or not, most men are dogs, and women had, had their lovers. So men would have their mistresses, women would have their lovers, but it never affected the nuclear family. They never discussed it, the family always came first, the primary relationship always came first. So it was an accepted way of life. You know, the Judeo-Christian influence in America changed that so much. The original Sharia law. Right. It became, oh, my God, that can't happen. You know, that's, no, you're, you're with one person forever, and that's the only person you ever be attracted to. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um. <laughs> so that, that, I don't know if that answered the, uh, your the question about cheating or not. Um, but no, you kind of yeah, you did. You get you left the. It, it's not cheating. It's not cheating. Come on, you know, it's not cheating. Yeah, I don't think so at all. Um, in fact, my 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 porn watching has gone up <laughs> since I've been married. So if it's cheating, don't watch this, honey. It's not real. I'm lying. Um, what do you guys think about the uh, image of po of women being uh, controlled by society? About you know, let's talk about magazines, for example. Um, what do you think about magazines defining what a beautiful woman should look like? Well, Cosmo says you're fat. I ain't down with that. <laughs> that's just a function of the fashion industry. That's yeah. all that is. The girls who are zero size look better on the runway and they look better the dresses look better on them on the runway and the dresses look better in the rack that's mm -hmm. what that all is that has nothing to do with what the male population or even the female population for that matter deems as attractive uh, you know look back historically the sex sirens Marilyn Monroe and and uh, all of the others were not size zeros not at all. Very few. <laughs> Sophia Loren, of course. Uh, you know, they, it's it's just a, it's just a fashion thing, and it shouldn't be taken literally. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it drives me crazy. Like, I, I don't like that, especially now that I have a daughter, I'm hyper aware of this, where you have um, news racks in a grocery store, for example, and glamour magazines posted everywhere and my daughter looking at that like oh well that's what I have to look like in order to be beautiful and I, I think that's poisonous that's that's a horrible if you just reinforce your own natural attributes that's beautiful like you, you don't I don't and I'm in the advertising industry and I'm saying it's shitty what we do <laughs> you know what else Adam this is, things, popular culture dictates to us even outside of magazines, take for example how hip hop music has influenced oh, yeah. what women are supposed to look at. You know, big ass Kim Kardashians, you know, asses have become everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you don't have a big ass, you're not attractive. And that's a direct result of the of the hip hop influence on society. Um, it's not bad if you like big asses, but and it's good for girls who aren't, you know, tiny skinny girls. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the true. cover of a magazine. I can't. Remember, I don't remember what magazine it was, but I've seen uh, the girl with a, with a dress that kind of went around her, and her sides were showing. I saw her ribs. I didn't. I didn't want to take her out or take her to the bed. I mean, take her to the bedroom. I wanted to take her out for ribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can see your ribs, you need more ribs. <laughs> yeah, I want to see your ribs. You need more ribs. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. The, the other thing is in photography, as you may or may not know. The thinner you are, the better you photograph it. It's just the way it is, unless you have some super lighting experts who are dealing. You're dealing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just as you said. You know, a lot of it is well, this style of a dress just looks better looking like it's on a clothes rack, that's and it. that's what these women are. They're moving clothes racks. Um, all right. So, what about let's let's <laughs> let's do a really bad role reversal here, and for women trying to attract men. Um, what is the piece of advice that you can give them that you think would help? Well, as Satanists, we, we must adhere to the ECI. Right. If you can zero in on what that guy's ECI is, besides the fact that you're smart witches who will stroke our egos, tell and us other things, do stroke other things, uh, if you can zero in on what that particular thing is that turn them on yeah if you just all you girls with sweatpants now send a note to john <laughs> all pictures to john at thirdsidenetwork.com that will do if there's an initial attraction if you feel that chemistry that green light going on then it's um tell them how great he is you know we're suckers for that stuff you know oh you're so great you do this you laugh it's true it's, just, it's the same old crap that's been around for hundreds of years oh they flick their hair they laugh at your jokes they tell you i've never done this before yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> a dirty boy yeah. so aggressive man <laughs> yeah I, th I mean it's it's true i mean all you have to do is just reinforce what they want to hear and, and if you if you listen to any guy long enough He's going to tell you what he wants to hear. <laughs> and if you're a guy and you're not letting him know, that's on you. <laughs> I mean, really. <clears throat> you're the bad one there. Uh, do you have any advice, John? Anything that you think you, you know women could uh, benefit from? Feed into the ego. A lot of guys fall for that. Um, 
but women know that they're they, i'm not telling them anything new they know that they've been doing it for centuries mm. um women actually control this world it's a woman's world right yeah they know what they're doing See, I don't think they actually control it personally. Yeah. I, th well, I think they, they can manipulate their way around it, but if they controlled it, they would have had rights much sooner. <laughs> they don't want them. They don't want them like that. They'd rather think you. That, that That's interesting. That's it, Bob. What, what's your take on that? Do you think? Um, do you think women don't really want um, all of the rights that nowadays they're claiming? Because this is a conversation that's been had you know for 100 years since they've gotten the right to vote and we've really moved forward with women's lib i mean do women really want to be equal they want to be respected uh yeah that that's what they want they they do they still want their prince charming they want to be they want to feel safe they want to feel secure but they want to be respected by the same point. And that, you know, this, I'm not talking about opening doors for them. Yes, they like that because it's mannerly. They mm. want you to pull, push their chair in for them. They want you to be mannerly and respect them. And they want to be, they want to be your goddess. They want you to be their Prince Charming. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And think about society, guys. It's like, you know, women don't want to be in charge because when you're in charge like men are or or how they perceive us to be we are looked like uh, you know looked at as uh, the king and the person in power and there's always a level of resentment toward that hierarchy so when you're underneath and you're little you're the victim or you there's some stuff and you like you, whether you want respect or you feel sorry for them there's always that level of um uh, control from back there and i think that's where women stand well you know that's a, that's a product of many many years ago of men worrying that they were going to lose their women if they gave women that power they were afraid they were going to lose control of them and that's what they didn't want to happen right and and then you know you get you, it went overboard as again we talked about this before the over feminization of women it, it's gone overboard and the feminists the hardcore feminists who are really don't really don't like men uh position it as a battle it's not a battle you know it's a dance <laughs> dance to dance and we'll both be happy yeah, yeah. so um that was actually really well put thank you very much um let's let's get down to brass tacks favorite porn stars people mm, me first yeah contemporary or old school Oh my gosh, there's a list. Pull out your Rolodex. <laughs> what do you got? No, I, let's say uh, old school. What's your favorite old school? Probably Vanessa Del Rio. Mm, really? Yeah. I remember her. Latin from Manhattan. Yeah. Wow. She was pretty pretty dirty and, and very curvy. She had a puffy muffin. It was nice. Puffy muffin, too. Yeah, she was she was great. And she's she could almost act. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Contemporary would have to be Sasha Gray. Ooh. And uh, for a couple of reasons. One, she can act. She was actually in um, Californication. Yeah, and she was. In, she was in an Eminem video too. She was in the Girlfriend Experience, that movie by. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the it's a famous director? I forget who he is. Now. But she was in that movie. But why I like her so much? She's not particularly the most gorgeous girl, or or that. But her energy. Yeah. You know, we talked about the lust factor before. Mm -hmm. This girl knew how to press that button. She would just lose all her inhibitions in, in a scene 
and just do whatever came to mind and mm -hmm. enjoy it. The energy is off the charts with her. Yeah. And you, you got that. You know that you got that from the movie. You saw that she was enjoying every bit of it, whether it, she was being, you know, the the object, or she was objectifying some guy or another girl. Her energy was crazy good. So those nice, two. awesome. Do you have one, John? I have a few. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess old school for me yeah. was Marilyn Chambers. She was the it was the first porn I've ever seen was uh, Insatiable, and whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> She's just, uh, she's very talented, you know, but yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Oh. And then, um, yeah, but contemporary, it's a tie. It's between um, uh, Belladonna and Gina Michaels. Mm, both good. Yeah. See, I don't. Belladonna is in that, that Sasha Gray class. She's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a friend that's actually dating her sister. Wow. Yeah. Six degrees of <laughs> pornography. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I don't. Michaels, and oh, just a big girl, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, she's got the meat that you like, Adam. She's yeah. just, and she's really down to do it all. And there's nothing, there's no holds barred, and no holes barred. <laughs> I respect that a lot. <laughs> I'm a fan of the back door from time to time. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have because I don't, I don't, I don't watch it enough to to get names, and I definitely don't watch modern porn enough to. To get any names off of it, but there is the mom my from Taboo. Oh, Adam, what's that? My lie detector's going off right now. Just, I don't get the names. I get the breasts. I don't get the name. Um, no, the mom from Taboo, man, she does it for me, dude. Like in a bad fucking way. Um, yeah, so that's it for me. Um, Who is that actress? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, I could Google it. I just don't want to have everyone here typing. <laughs> I'm horrible about that. I think, I think it's yeah. a, is that a wicked movie, Taboo? I, I think uh, it's, like, yeah, it's like an incest movie, <laughs> like the original. Uh, those old big laser discs, the size of uh, record. Awesome. You know, I can't. Remember, like, oh. So good. Um, all right, well let's let's wrap it up for this uh, this main discussion. Bob, thank you so much for joining us to talk to. I can't imagine anyone else being able to do it, and everyone. Um, with all your questions that we didn't get to, I apologize. You guys had a really great uh, side conversation as we were talking. We were trying to catch it in little bits and pieces. Uh, we really appreciate it. We do have a little segment here that we want to get to called How Does Your Fluid Flow? But before we do that, I want to take a quick, brief intermission. I'm going to grab a glass of wine. Uh, gentlemen, if you need to hit the head or something, I don't know. Let's uh, run a couple commercials. And then on the other side, we'll do uh, How Does Your Fluid Flow? All right, so let's uh, mute mics, and I'll see you on the other side of that. That is, of course, if I can find my fucking button for it. In 1969, he published The Satanic Bible, codifying Satan's religion, the first time it's been done in human history. In the name of Satan, ruler of the earth, came, come forth from the pit, bestow the blessings of hell upon us. For we are your children, and we invoke thee this night. In 2001, I was appointed High Priest of the Church of Satan. In 2007, I published the Satanic Scriptures, further defining and expanding on Satanic philosophy and greater magic ritual. Hail Satan, full of might! Hail Satan, full of might! Our allegiance is with thee! Cursed are they, the God adorers, and 
accursed are the worshippers of the Nazarene eunuch. For the past 50 years, the Church of Satan has stood as the sole organization to define and defend Satanism as a religion. And though pretenders to the infernal throne have come and gone, we have stood the test of time and will into the future. Visit churchofsatan.com for more information and read the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Scriptures. Knowledge is the solution for ignorance. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Sense podcast ran weekly from 46 Anno Satanus to 51 Anno Satanus. It not only defined the greater satanic conversation in its time, it remains the standard to beat among satanic podcasts online. It featured nine different contributor segments crafted by the most authoritative Satanists out there. Though the podcast has ended its life cycle, you can listen to every episode whenever you want online at the Nine Cents Podcast Archive. Each year of weekly audio episodes are available for free, as well as the four annual specials offered in both audio and video formats. Visit NineCentsPodcast.com today and discover the invaluable satanic wit and wisdom contained therein for yourself. Nine Cents Podcast Archive. Relive the satanic perspectives of our modern world. I'm actually bringing back Satanists on Satanic Cinema. We're going to actually live stream once a month. While we're watching it, we're going to be riffing, we're going to be sharing wit and wisdom based around Satanism and the actual Satanic content of the show. I want to talk to you a little bit about the gentlemen that are going to be joining me. First up, we've got Cameron. Eyes up here, big boy. He's a professional tattoo artist. He's a good friend. He's more of a Star Wars geek than I am. It's that connection that bonds us. Next up is Joe Jackson. He's funny as shit. He's a professional musician. This series is going to be better because he's involved. And then there's Come on, me. You My name's Adam Kett. What? Beer's getting warm. <sighs> These fucking guys. All right, look, I've got to get out of here. Oh, enjoy it. I know we're going to have a lot of fun. And we're back from the break. Thank you, everyone. I'm having video issues. I don't know what it is. got to queue it up properly. I'm, I'm failing at my job. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, third side here. We're talking about how does your fluids flow. So this segment, if you've, know, if you've been watching the three episodes we've had so far... You just spit across the room if you saw it. Um, we have a brand new segment for each episode. That won't always happen. We're going to double back on some t- uh, you know, episodes from here uh, from time to time. But right now, how does your fluid flow? The basic idea of this is each of us are going to tell you something that turned us on that we didn't necessarily expect would turn us on. So let's start with our guest, Bob. How does your fluid flow? I had to put my smart glasses on <laughs> this one. Uh, here's a little story for you. Back, oh, I would say in the uh, late 90s, no, mid-90s, when I was um, 
with High Society Magazine, we had gone down to a Caribbean island <clears throat> to do some shoots. I, I don't even remember where it was. It may have been Jamaica. It may have been some other island. But Yaman. Yaman. We decided that um, we were going to shoot some girls outdoors. And what, what we did uh, was, instead of just putting them outdoors and shooting them on the beach, which we did and became known as the naked people on the beach, uh, we decided we were going to put them on scooters and ride them through the town topless. Uh, we, <laughs> we were following behind them and in, in, uh, we were shooting them topless. So we had about nine girls in a sort of a, a formation of boobies on, on scooters. Riding around <laughs> this little town. Yeah. Lo and behold, we stop at a traffic light, one of the few in the town, that was directly across from a Baptist church. And they were, they were just letting out for their Sunday services at about 1 p.m. A lot of uh, big black women in hats and uh, guys in, you know, in white suits and, and, and red ties. And... Here they have nine girls. <laughs> with their mm. up. That's eighteen boobies, friend. Yeah. Eighteen boobies. The they yeah. started throwing rocks. They started throwing rocks at the girls. What? Yeah. Started, what the fuck? Started throwing rocks, screaming at us. You are going to get behind me, Satan. You're going to hell. You're the power of Christ compels you. God, all the brimstone shit. Now the girls are all going crazy trying to get away and they're right they're riding up on the the, the lawn of the church they're knocking yes <laughs> where is this video it's the best it's the best but that whole scenario turned those girls on like oh, i won't tell you so oh, that's awesome lots of partying going on after that my friends hell yeah <laughs> that would I, that that would that would get my fluid flowing for sure. Uh, John, do you have anything that gets your fluid flowing? How how do you follow that? You should have made me go first. <clears throat> I'm sorry, this is my fault. Damn, rocks and shit. <laughs> no, for me, um, get your boobies behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Did this, I, I was wondering, did, did any rocks bounce off of boobs? <laughs> You can bounce a quarter off that ass. Well, they, uh, in those days, the, uh, the fake boobs weren't as good as today, so they probably were a few. It popped a few. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> there was saline solution everywhere. Yeah. For me, I, I found out at a pretty early age. Um, I had a girlfriend um, when I was uh, 15 um, who was pretty wild and... Uh, we started to do things outdoors and in areas where we were like can get caught at any moment and that to me is such a turn on you know for to just uh where like hur let's hurry 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 we this is gonna, you know, gonna get caught and get fucked and um yeah that i think that's what did it for me is that why you were fucking in my garden Dude. when you came and visited that rabbit was asking for it no, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I mean that's cool. I like that too. Like if that... I can get away with a yeah, a quick, a good quickie, let's do mm -hmm. it. You know, let's well, do and it. you're you're almost forced to at that age too. I mean, unless you're crazy lucky and you don't have parents that are like invasive yeah. of your privacy, yeah. like you have to just drive to the end of a street, hope no one comes back, 
and just make it happen. I, yeah, my my wife and I did that. My now wife uh, did that a lot <clears throat> when we were younger. Like she would right before she would drop me off to work, we'd go to this little out, like lookout spot um, that was just right above where I worked, and we would be messing around. And every once in a while, you get a car coming up, and they're just slowly driving by, <laughs> checking out Adam Penis, Shauna boobies. What are you gonna do? You know, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. How about for yeah. you, Adam? What does for you? Okay, mine was informed by uh, a teacher. So when I was a young man uh, in high school, I don't know, maybe like a junior or something, I worked as uh, a janitor at an elementary school. So I just, after everyone left, I would, you know, vacuum and, you know, stuff like that, work on the yard or whatever they needed. Um, but there was a teacher that would stay late, and she was, I, she could have been maybe 25-ish, 27-ish, um, but she looked really young, and she was, you know, your, your typical, I live in Utah, and so she looked like your typical Mormon girl, um, you know, dress and everything. Well, I was um, cleaning the floor and I had to pick something up and it was at the end of the classroom. So I saw her. She just did this like slow Sharon Stone, uh, you know, knee over knee crossing her legs. And I got a hint of the stocking that stopped mid thigh. And that little vision, that was all I needed. It, it serves me to this day. <laughs> it is in my vault. And it, it was so incredibly sexy. It wasn't that she was particularly attractive. And the environment sucked. I was fucking, you know, doing shitty work at the time. But that, like, you would never think that she would be wearing these thigh highs with the little lacy top on them. God damn it. Oh, guys, I'm going to switch cameras. Uh, John, start talking. I got to rub one out real quick. <laughs> That's funny. Adam, though, um, someone said, because uh, you were talking about the movie Taboo earlier. Uh, they yeah. said, isn't her name Kay Parker? Oh, that's an old one. I'll have to. I'll have to Google it. I really don't I, know her I, name. She's I just. Yeah. Uh, I okay. loved it. I absolutely adored it. I don't know, but I remember the movie. All right. Um, well, that's uh, that's how's your fluid flow? Any any other interesting things you guys want to talk about that that had turned you on you didn't expect? There are just too many. Adam, yeah. There are just too many. We'll be here all damn night. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Well, we've hit our mark anyway of time. I want to thank everyone for tuning in live. It's always a lot of fun, and the interaction is fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you all for, for you. spending your Sundays with us. I don't expect you to do it on Game of Thrones season, but I, I appreciate it now anyway. Um, you can always connect with us in social media, Facebook, Google+. Like us on these different venues. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you catch us streaming and you go to YouTube, you can join the chat room and interact with the show and its hosts and us, your, uh, uh, I don't know, monkeys dancing on screen <laughs> for you uh, every single week. So uh, every week that are on, I should say. <laughs> too used to doing a weekly show um even after like eight months uh first and third sunday of every week if you want to know specific show times specific topics you're gonna have to tune in to find out the topic and the guest but we're gonna tell you a week in advance every show subscribe to our mailing list you can find the link on any of our social media sites or just visit the website thirdsidenetwork.com if you want to advertise with us john how can they do that just go to the website, and we've got information on how to advertise with us. And it must be good. Don't send us shit. It's true. We we have already um, talked to a number of people about quality. We just want to make sure it's up to bar. And, and that's yeah. it. Just make it professional looking is all we're, we're asking. Make it sound professional. You always want to pr present yourself in the best light anyway. Um, well, that's going to do it. Uh, Till next time, keep that inner fire burning, people.
What about Bob's uh, his uh, Willy Wonka quote? <gasps> Let's do that like before we I, set I, up. I have a Willy Wonka quote. No, yeah. <clears throat> I will tell you. I, I have to uh, thank you guys. I mean, you you I, you both have to be congratulated. You're a exemplary warlocks who've done something that's really amazing. The the buzz about this is getting crazy good. Uh, it takes a lot of work. I know what this stuff is, and you guys are providing a service to the Satan community and the world. You know, we're outreaching farther than the boundaries of Satanism for sure. Oh, yeah. Everybody, we're across the pond just in the chat room right now. So absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, again, thank you so much. I enjoyed it very much. It was, it's a hoot. It's always a pleasure. And I'm going to shamelessly say, Satanic Warlock, the book is. Uh, is coming out soon. There are not too many copies of the um, first six 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 printing left, so grab them up. It's uh, get them while you can. Get them while you can. But thank you again. I appreciate it, gentlemen. You're, you're it was fun. our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, totally, totally our, our pleasure. pleasure. Thank you for the kind words too. Um, well, yeah. I mean, until next time, people. Uh, you guys want to do a little post show? Yeah, but what about his Willy Wonka quote? I gotta have one. Can you uh, can you quote back for us? If you don't have one off the top of your head, can you do the "We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams"? Uh, we are the music makers and we are the dreamer of dreams. Yeah, awesome. thank you for that. <laughs> I'm gonna be quicker on my scene changes. <laughs> I'm trying to work out. All right, so everyone, let's do a little post show magic. That's really all it is. You want to do a little music? Let's do a dance show, post show dance show. <laughs> That's a post show dance show. Alright, I've switched to wine, everyone, so it's gonna get crazy up in here. I made poop on camera again. I was really questioning whether I should do that for that uh, Satanist and Satanic Cinema spot. And like, will people understand that I'm sitting on the toilet throughout the whole thing? Should I like wipe with toilet paper? Should I like run a faucet afterward? I didn't know how far I wanted to go with it. But I definitely wanted it. Like there's a long form of that one. That was like a minute. I have like a two and a half, three minute version. <laughs> but the, it, like it goes into um, uh, Cameron actually saying, why is he, why does he always do that? It's like he's Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> And, like, they didn't understand what that meant when I first brought it up. And I don't know if everyone does, but he used to bring, like, a power move, man. He would bring people into the toilet with him, the president, and, like, have meetings on while he was pooping. How hardcore is that? That's a power move. Yeah, yeah. so I wanted to steal his thunder, steal his pooping a little bit. <laughs> his methodology, I don't know. Um, all right, so this post-show, we don't have a lot to talk about. There are a couple notes I want to hit. Last week, John created the dick nato <laughs> this didn't exist until john turned to coined the dick nato i should say he didn't actually create a dick nato i'm going to actually pull this up i should have had this prepared ahead of time but because i'm a fucking idiot apparently um i didn't so let me see if i can find i reached out to one josh latta from Ladaland, and he created a Dick Nato for us. So everyone can Look let me know guy. if you can see the Dick Nato. I was gonna color it. <laughs> I was gonna color it and get like these nice little purple heads and like fleshy colored balls and stuff. Um, and I may, I don't know, sometime in the future. I think I'm gonna make this my my visual avatar for a while. 
But I really appreciate that. Uh, good black and white, Adam. I think it's, it is. Uh, it's like Dreamland. Yeah, he's, he's pretty badass, Josh Lada. Um, for all of you out there, if you haven't gotten an avatar from Josh Lada, he does these wonderful uh, cartoon illustrations. You should go check out Ladaland.com. Thank you, Josh, so much. Yeah, wait, leave it a second. Because, oh, okay. Uh, because I, have, I, I know that uh, Josh let me know. He modeled those penises after the Japanese guys that actually removed <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty tiny. Guy. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we got to get Dick Nato going. But I like what James said right there. I wonder if we can get Dick Nato trending. <laughs> Everyone needs a Dick Nato. That's what it was. Um, yeah, so Dick Nato was pretty awesome. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys tuning in, but it is really important that if you want this show to grow the way that we are going to force it to grow, um, we can actually benefit from your help, and that means you like us in our different social media areas, you subscribe to our channel, and you share the information. But even more important sometimes, especially for search engines, is the ratings and reviews. These are incredibly important to to really reach out to an audience that isn't aware of us yet that might also find value um, that hopefully you do in this so um, definitely give us a rating or review whether you find us on stitcher or youtube or facebook or google plus wherever it is we really do appreciate it if you can and it doesn't always have to be good of course we prefer it to be good but honesty is in my opinion the best policy even though it's fucking a stupid saying i'm playing right. with a rubber band i don't know why i'm doing this and don't throw rocks at us because we might get fucking horny <clears throat> it's true It'll bounce right off my titties, and I will get going. <laughs> That's just how it roll. Um, hey, can we talk about copycats really quick? Before we do, <clears throat> oh, okay. I think that you and I need to agree publicly right now, make it make an oath that you and I are both going to get that Dick Nato tattooed on our bodies. <laughs> no fucking way. I'll do it, you pussy. I'm going to get a fucking Dick Nato tattooed on me. No way. I. Oh, that reminds me. So I, I used to be a scratcher when I was in the. I mean, for those of you who don't know, a scratcher is a tattoo artist who's not really a tattoo artist. They were never formally trained. They just picked up a, a machine and started tattooing people. Um, I, when I was in the army, um, I had. Uh, I, I've always drawn. I've always been an artist. And a couple of my friends wanted me to actually ink them, and I've never done it before. I've had people who have been out of jail, and they like this was a jailhouse. It was a. Um, uh, Walkman motor with a G-string of a guitar sharpened on a stone and some Indian ink. So it hurt like a fucking bitch. But that was my first, like, jail. And then I had, like, three sixes. I gotta find out where the camera is on my finger. Where it was the same dude, same needle, same method. Hurt like a motherfucker. But, um, so I wasn't unfamiliar with tattooing. So I just sort of took it into my own hands. But one thing that I would do, the point of this, um, is that if I ever, there was a fill-in of black space on the tattoo that I was doing, I'd always draw a dick. And then take a picture and then show the people. I'd say, ah, this is what's on you forever. Ha ha ha. And it just became a thing that I did. I dick people, like, on a regular basis. So, yeah. <laughs> dick NATO. I don't. No, I don't. I, uh, huh. You want a Dick Nato tattoo? We can hook it up. My body is too <laughs> sacred, Adam. Mar with your filthy ink. <laughs> your poisonous ink. <laughs> oh man, do you have any tattoos, John? That that you? I know you have a bunch. Do you have any that you're you know less than thrilled about? I was. I did uh, until Dorian. Um, had me out to California and eight hours later covered up what I wasn't proud of and you can't even tell I have it on there. 
It's but really cool. Both eyes the, were covered up. So give the good yeah. folks watching a, a sneak peek of what he did. Oh, you want to see? Yeah, pull those guns out, man. It's like a huge dragon. Pretty up. badass. Yeah, I, I, I can't on. move right. All right, right. You, you're good. There you go. There you go. Tuck your Peter away. We don't want to see that. Right, it is. Can you see it? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was... I got this one. Wow. All Dorian Gray. Huge man. That's crazy good. Yeah. Wait, he I tattoos? Got, I got a little tiny little. Yeah, your penis. Ankle. We already talked about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kanji. Little Japanese things. They said it meant no. Bob, what are you doing? He's gun show. I tattooed a muscle on my arm. It's right there. I see it. It looks so realistic. You're really good at that. It's really good. Yeah, no, I got I got a bunch that I'm not so thrilled about. But, yeah, that's cool. Um, All right, so let's talk about copycats. This is something I... When I, when I did Nine Cents... Yeah, people think this shit is so easy. Like all you have to do is talk into a mic, and there are no other factors. Everyone will just tune in, and everyone will listen. Everyone will love it. Holy fuck, not so. This shit takes work. Like you, and you have to have the fucking personality for it. You have to have. I had people send me these. Uh, I don't. They're not really audition tapes because they weren't sending it to me to be on the show. But they would send it to me so that I would hear what their show was, seeing if I would promote it or something worst fucking shit ever. it was just like droning on and on and then there's satanic show satanic shows that pop up after i had been doing mine where there was there was a vacuum which is why i started nine cents in the first fucking place um but there was you know shows that would just pop up because people think it's so fucking easy and everyone wants to be in you know paid attention to everyone wants their ego stroke in some way and just crap just I can't listen to half the shit that's out there and it drives me fucking crazy because I want nothing more than the airways saturated with quality satanic content. We have to bring third side here in order to get this shit running. Like I just it, it drives me nuts. Um tell us how you really feel. Yeah. So <laughs> So now with third side, this is this is going off. How many people are going to be trying to do the same goddamn thing or transforming their existing crap show into something like ours? Like, it just drives me crazy. And I know people say that copying is the best form of flattery. Bullshit. It means you don't have shit to bring to the fucking table and you're trying to steal someone else's fucking thunder. Well, guess what? Ride the motherfucking coattail all you want. You're always going to be behind me. It drives me nuts. Ugh. Do you have you run into that? Uh, you must have run into that, Bob, with with what you the career that you've had, uh, the the different endeavors you've you've gone through. Well, sure, all the time. I mean, movies that I've created and produced, and you you get copycats coming out of the woodwork. And fortunately, no one's tried to copy Old Nick because they're too too scared shit to do it. <laughs> so that never happened. Hmm. Uh, you know, and a lot of people are just afraid of the S word. In, in the in the real world but yeah it happens all the time I mean it, it will probably happen with the book too there'll be some loser will come out with the complete world it happens you know we know you know with other groups that I won't mention their name I won't even give them the airtime but they're bullshit posers and they claim and they grab publicity and it's just a lot of nonsense, so, you know, with their their pedophile statues and stuff like that. You know, right. yeah, you know, absolutely. It's 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 everywhere. I mean, John, you have a successful audio podcast. You've got I Satanist, which again, vacuum of content. You 
create this company in order to create these really wonderful uh, one-of-a-kind objects to uh, Satanists all over the world. Have you run across pretenders to the throne trying to steal what you're uh, the thunder that you're creating? Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Does it bug you as much as it bugs me? It doesn't bug me because the thing is, I, I make I have I make jewelry and products for Satanists. Yeah. So when you get the pretenders out there and the people that are bashing the COS, yet they're trying to make these jewelry, satanic jewelry, and they, and there's people that buy it, they deserve that crap. You know mm. what I mean? Because if they were real Satanists. They would know where to go. They would go to the, the COS endorsed place, and and that's, that's the truth. So they can have that crap. You know, I I make my jewelry for Satanists. Nice, and it's beautiful stuff. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, dig it. Um, and we're gonna be having a I Satanist commercial here soon, right? <laughs> Ryan Mar. Yeah. So we answer in about five minutes. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to riff on while we're in the post show? Or are you good? I just want to thank Bob for coming on. I really, yeah, I, I value his intellect and his his experience with women and porn and sex and men and warlock and uh, warlocks. And I just anything that comes out of his mouth is pure gold. We haven't even touched on Old Nick Magazine for this too. Like Old Nick Magazine's amazing. I love this thing. Thank you, thank oh, you, gentlemen. I really so appreciate good. that. That's so no, really nice of you to say. Um, it's very flattering, and you know, I do it for all of us too. And I want us all to be to rise up to where we should be as as warlocks and gentlemen and satanists. So mm. you know, all the excellent flow, excellence will flow up as we continue to do things together and support each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Raise your own bar. Raise your bars, everyone. Definitely. Produce. Yeah. Do. <laughs> I think it was uh, Harry S. Truman. I think I could be wrong. He said something of uh, if people um, when they find when they when they feel that they're successful, they've reached the limit of their success. I, I couldn't remember who said it though. Might have been him. Cool. I was listening to um, a discussion the other day that was talking about how in order to really be successful in life, you have to be so critical that you just never quite capable of reaching your personal best you yeah and and i think that drive that personal drive of of feeling like it's just not good enough i know between john and i in creating this show and the different iterations and different uh communications we had in the lead up to it we were constantly like hey what do you think of this just not good enough man and like all right let's go back to the drawing table we come back with something new or you know we messed around with tons of backdrops with versions of logos with audio drops i mean the entire video production uh, processes like you you have to be discerning and i don't i i can safely say that i don't think myself and i don't think john is 100 percent happy either but that's what's going to make this better that's what's going to drive us harder to to make it better that's what and i've seen oh i'm sorry go ahead. you must you must use your failures yeah I mean, every failure is just a learning experience you got to do that and you know it's the same thing as as heartbreak you know, everyone has had their heart broken, but you use that that heartbreak to vault you into a better situation next time. Because even if you you have your heart broken, it for some reason that person loved you, so that you have some value there. Use that yeah. value. You know? Use it as a, as a learning experience. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And drink wine. And drink wine. A lot of in nominee wine. <laughs> what do you, Adam? What are you drinking right now? What, 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 this is Malbec. I've got 
a wonderful cab salve called Tributus. It's so amazing, good. guys. You got to try it. It's from Napa Valley. Yeah. You know, I, this is another thing. I listen to a winemaking podcast um, from time to time. And they said that um, it's only like 2% of Napa Valley wines are from Napa Valley gear grapes because our, our, um, uh, the environment's changing so swiftly, the climate's moving up to Washington for the best grape growing climates. And Napa wow. Valley is like just going the way of the dodo. So uh, whether you personally believe in climate change or not, it's changing for whatever reason you want to put on it, and wine is moving north. So, so the, it's so just the an interesting. Monterey must be really good now. Then uh, I don't. Maybe that's more north. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't know what Monterey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from Utah. <laughs> I know where yeah. Provo is. <laughs> I go to Monterey. Not at all. Are you? Are you, do you consider yourself an aficionado of anything like cigars or something, Bob? Oh, cigars, absolutely. I mean, I whiskeys or. It uh, my my drink of choice is is Jack Daniels. Really? Yeah, that's my drink of choice. And uh, cigars, of course, uh, Padrones are my favorites always. Uh, either you know the Anniversarios or or just the regular everyday Padrones. I enjoy very much. You know, a cigar is a whole thing. Mm -hmm. you know, it's an indulgence. Yeah. It's a, you have to sit down and really it it, it helps think and. You know, actually, I, cigars give you a little bit of a buzz too. I mean, a lot of people won't admit it, but they actually do. So there's something in that that tobacco weed, <laughs> you know, that's that's good for you. It's the mouth buzz that I love a lot too. I get that at, first. At your, at your party, Bob. What what what? Do you remember which one that was? I think that was a Warlock. Um, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's a brand called Warlock, which is pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig a, a, a cigar from time to time, but. Because I have asthma, <laughs> I have to really moderate my intake of anything like that. I used to smoke, and I still, like, I love the smell of cigarette smoke. I just love it. And so cigars are sort of like a treat that I'll have from time to time. But, yeah, my main vice is definitely wine. I, I make beer, I make wine, but for some reason. Uh, I, I love wine myself. I mean, I, I particularly, I'm not a dry wine guy. I mean, mm -hmm. most people like dry wines, but I'd like a, a nice Merlot usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not talking Merlot. Oh. <laughs> I have two <laughs> bottles of wine that Adam made here at my house. All right. Uh, and we, we, we tasted it at his place. Amazing. And I'm just saying that, dude. Thanks, man. I would have told you if it sucked, you know that. Yeah. But uh, it's really good. It's actually really good. Slap some yeah. labels on that, baby. Sell it. I should. I, I just I have such small that, quantities. <laughs> oh, you? Hold on to that shit. Don't give it away. Hey, yeah, one bottle left. $9,000. $9,000. It'll be 666 million. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let, let's go around the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'm going to uh, figure out how to turn off this stream. I always fuck this up every time. Just take a class of Satanism. Nice. <laughs>